Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by one of the very leading race engineers in our fine championship, that being David Couchy on car number 88, when he's not been on car one. David, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi guys, uh, yeah, good to be here in chatting. And, and you've, of course, been back there uh, a few days after, or a week or so after uh, Salem Bend, the second of. Um, yeah, it was a pretty hard time down there, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it didn't really work out very well for us um, over over those two weekends. Unfortunately, we um, yeah made a couple. We were a bit too inconsistent, made a few too many mistakes, and uh, didn't quite uh, come out of there with uh, the sort of uh, results we wanted. But um, what's done is done. Now we can only look uh, eyes forward to uh, to the next one. Well, at least you're going to a track that you know well. You know what to put in it. You know how, uh, and both your drivers have won there on multiple occasions, as you have as well. So that's yep. all good to look forward to. But if maybe we just spend a couple of minutes looking back and see, is this been the most difficult season in your time in the championship? And which is now what? Seven, eight years? Yeah. Um, oh, it's my, well, it's my, I'm a bit older than you think. It's my, 13th season now with, with Triple Eight. So, um, yeah, so, so done, done a few. And yeah, look, it's definitely been, um, yeah, def- oh, definitely the, the, the most challenging from a sort of um, logistics point of view and just the, the sort of changes and the, and the change in format. Um, you know, I think I think everyone's managed it really well, um, and obviously the look the Melbourne teams have done it a lot tougher than the than the Queensland teams. To be honest, those guys have been away from their their homes and their families for for a lot longer than we had to. Um, so just knowing how difficult it was for our guys, I can only imagine what it was like or is like. They're still going through it um, for the for the Melbourne guys. So um, yeah, look, definitely it's it's every season every season is challenging. I, I don't. Think I can ever, I ever think of a season that I can say, oh wow, that was that was easy. Um, but this this one definitely came with a number of challenges that that I don't think anybody uh, ever expected us to to have to go through. So, yeah, it's definitely been a very unique one and one that we'll uh, we'll never forget for uh, for the right and wrong reasons, I guess. Did you enjoy the opportunity of racing at the same track two weeks in a row? Because Normally, when you debrief, you say, ah, oh, well, next year we'll try this, this and this, knowing that the car's going to be completely different because you'll have 12 months more refinement on it and exactly. those things won't matter. But going back to back like you have been doing it, has it been an enjoyable process? Yeah, no, it has been actually. Exactly what you said. Like you never get the chance to go back to a circuit, um, you know, the next week, you know, normally you come home, um, you have your debriefs and you say, oh, you know, yeah, we, we should have done this or we should have tried that. Or maybe if we did this and, and, you know, you look at the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and you know, now we actually had the chance to actually put that into practice the, you know, the very next week. And, and probably that's where I was a little bit disappointed with our performance. Um, if anything, we didn't, we didn't uh, do as well in the second round sometimes as, as we did in the first round, um, and that was a little bit disappointing um, from an engineering engineering perspective. Um, yeah, so but yeah, it was definitely um, it was definitely unique, and you know there were some positives. You don't have to 
set up and pack down as much and um you you know so you, you cut out a lot of the of the logistics and hard work that goes on you know in the background so there were look there were there were some positives and some definitely some nice things nice things about the um the back to back formats yeah it was it was interesting well is this something that you think you'd like to keep into 2021 having a similar sort of thing where you are doing more back to back racing yeah, look, there's, as I said, there's definitely some positives, you know, it's, um, it, it's still obviously more time away for the, for the crews, um, from, you know, from their, from their families and, and, um, and friends back home, wherever that might be. Um, but yeah, look, I guess, you know, from a cost perspective, you, you cut out, um, some of the, the, the costs involved with, um, you know, flying and, and traveling, um, moving the trucks around and, and things like that. So, um, I think the championship's just going to have to, you know, balance all those things out. Obviously cost containment at the moment is, is very key in, um, in, 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 in the business because, you know, there's, it's, it's tough times for, for teams and sponsors. So, um, everyone's really conscious of making sure that we're, we're, um, putting on a great show, but, but not, not spending ridiculous amounts of money and making sure that we're all still there in, in a couple of years time. So I think all those things will become a factor, whether we'll still be doing the, the back to backgrounds. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of people thinking about that, um, up in, um, up in the supercars, um, management. There are a number of things this year that were done. Obviously that's one of them, but also uh, we went back to the sprint format. We went back to no refueling. Were those things that made not necessarily life easier, but it appeared that for for a large part we were actually getting some better racing. There have been some absolutely fantastic races this year. Yeah, I can completely agree. I mean, um, you know, as you say, getting rid of the fueling, um, that that they, that primarily takes a fair bit of workload off the teams because we did we were tra- we are travelling with with less people than we once had. Um, so therefore, um, you know, we all had to be very conscious of not not burning people out, trying to do um, too you know, the same amount with less people. Um, and obviously when you're dealing with fuel, um, safety is, is, is a critical, um, is a critical consideration. So yeah, look, getting rid of the fuel took, took a bit of uh, the workload off us guys. Um, and I agree. I think the, the formats actually proved to be quite entertaining. I think, you know, we had some, some really cracker races. Um, you know, there was some mix, uh, mixing up the tire formats as well that, that proved to be very interesting at certain circuits. Um, I think we got the balance about right. I, I've got to say, I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I, I like, um, how, how do, how do I put this, uh, sort of equal opportunity in terms of having people having the same tires available, um, for, you know, each qualifying or each race, um, uh, you know, I think whether you're on the right end or the wrong end, whether you're you're the winner or the loser, I think when you win, you want to win knowing that you've beat beaten everybody on the same um, call it with the same opportunity, and not because you had an extra set of tyres that they did or didn't have or didn't use. Um, so I, I'm a bit more of a purist in that respect. That's just a personal um, opinion. Um, but look, I think in the end we got the balance of all that right and produced um, some very, very entertaining racing um, at the end of the day, which is which was critical. You know, we wanted to make sure that we, we were still putting on a, a fantastic show and, and, you know, there's no question that our, the supercars racing product is still, uh, still some of the best in the world. Did the cutting of the one data engineer 
make a huge difference to your workload over the course of race weekends? Yeah, um, yeah, that that did throw up some challenges. Um, definitely, um, you know, the, the the championship they got rid of some data channels as well and restricted us on how much data we could access over the weekend. And to be honest, that that actually has created more work for the the people that are there. So, uh, I, I got, again, per, personal opinion. I don't I don't necessarily agree with all the the decisions there that that supercars made, but. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day for, for our team, um, you know, we were able to, to sort of manage it quite well, I think, um, you know, and, and come up with systems to, to deal with that. Um, and also the fact that we've got just, you know, high quality drivers um, that we can rely on in terms of their feedback when we didn't necessarily have the the data we wanted available at that, that very time at that time. So um, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a hindrance for us personally, you know, as talking from the, um, from a, a Red Bull perspective. Why and how did it make uh, a bigger workload? I, I guess logical thought means you take all that information away, then someone doesn't have to look at it all. Yeah. But race teams being race teams, you always then try to, um, to, to, to work out the information that you need. So it was also just in terms of processing, um, it was just harder to, to process because we had to, uh, yeah, the, the, the data was all, um, how do you say, the data is all encrypted and we only get it at the end of a weekend. So it created more workload in between weekends once we got the actual complete data sets um, yeah, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a long story. There's a, I could talk about it, but there's a lot of things that probably, um, yeah, it's, it's quite specific in terms of the way we process and analyze data. But, um, so look, it, it, um, it did, it did unfortunately, I think have some unintended consequences that maybe supercars didn't quite realize at the time. Um, but look, I think, I think they need to review that for, for next year and see in, you know, we all understand that we need to, um, you know, we don't want, we can't have teams with, you know, three or four data engineers at the racetrack anymore and everyone, everyone's in agreement with that. Um, but then, you know, how do we just make sure that everyone's got the, the right amount of data for the right um, and not spending silly amounts of money um, to obtain that data and making sure that the teams have that in a way that's, that's simple to, to process um, without cr- increasing the workload on the guys and girls that are there. Tooley said to me about three years ago, he thought we were on the cusp of having a situation where the big teams would be almost live streaming it back to headquarters and the yep. room of engineers would start analysing it immediately and feeding it back to uh, you guys in the garage. Did we get to that or did this or was uh, Tooley a few years ahead of his time? <laughs> no, look, I mean, you can certainly, you can certainly do that um, if you, if, if you want to do, and if you could see a, a gain from that, but you got to remember, you still need, you know, whether, whether the engineers at the racetrack or back at the at back at base, you still need that, you know, you still have that person as a, as a, as a cost. So, um, you know, yes, you could do that, but you know, at the moment, I don't think there's there's many teams um, who can afford to have you know three or four engineers sat back at back at the factory 
analyzing data, you know, they're still, again, they're still getting paid. Yeah, you save in the cost of they're not traveling. So, yep, you save in their, their accommodation and travel costs, but, you know, it's still, it's still a significant cost. So, I think at the moment with the fact that all teams are going to be, um, you know, tightening up their budgets to um, make sure that we survive through what's going to be a, a very tough, you know, period. Um, I don't think we're all out of the water yet, um, not just you know, not just supercars, but the whole the whole world in general. There's still a lot more to play out in terms of this, um, you know, pandemic that we're sort of all experiencing. So, um, yes, look, that is that is something that teams could do. Uh, teams doing it, look, I, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think it's going on that that heavily throughout the throughout the category for for those reasons because everyone's just running off basically the the absolute minimum amount of people that they need to um, to, to keep the show on the road. Now, you're getting ready to head off to a track that you know well, I imagine is probably, if not your favourite, close to your favourite, and you yep. have something in your truck that, or you and Grant McPherson share, four drivers who have all won Bathurst multiple times, with the exception yep. of uh, Shane, and he's been very close, yep. but he's won a 12-hour at least. Yep. Um, no one else has got what you've got in that truck. It must be so reassuring to have when you're getting that feedback on the car and you're getting, you know, the, the fact that there's so much um, positive coming back to you on what you're doing. It must be enjoyable to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, we, we all love going to Bathurst. There's no question. It's the, it's the biggest race of the year. It's, it's the race that everyone looks forward to. It's, you know, some people, you know, um, compare it to, you know, winning, winning Bathurst is as good as winning a, winning a championship, a driver's championship. So, um, you know, there's no, no question that race, um, you know, gives everyone that uh, warm and fuzzy feeling. And look, we have absolutely, you know, that one of the best driver lineups you, you could pretty much ask for, you know, having said that there, there are some, as you guys will be fully aware, there's some exceptional co-drivers, um, particularly this year. Um, you know, there's, there's some guys who, um, you know, are only very, very recently out of a, out of a seat and who are, you know, without question, good enough to be in a, in a seat week in, week out. So, um, but look, if, if you could take your pick, I, I'm not sure that I, I definitely wouldn't change my, uh, my two, my two guys. And I'm pretty sure Grant wouldn't change his. So, um, yeah, look, we, we, we're super excited about it. Um, we know we're going to have some, some stellar competition that, um, you know, don't have to mention, um, DJR, those guys have been performing exceptional this year and full credit to them. You know, I congratulate them on winning the driver's championship. Um, those guys have been performing consistently, um, particularly since we got back from the the COVID break. Um, since um, since we got back from there, those guys have just been really uh, really exceptional in their in their performance and consistency. So we expect those guys to be quick. But look, you got Cam Waters um, and Will Davo. Um, Cam's been quick again since this in this sort of post COVID uh, racing. There's there's so many so many cars out there that. Um, uh, you know, are, are capable of of winning that race. Um, so it's going to be a it's going to be an a exceptional um, challenge, and it's going to be a great competition. So I think it's you know, it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be a good one. Mm. Now, your driver Jamie Wincup has often said that he holds the championship on the highest pedal, and Bathurst right there with it. And interestingly, 
He's also been the one that's uh, decided to make a few calls from the driver's seat over the years, which uh, have had interesting results. What what difference do you think it makes knowing that you're just going here for the Bathurst race with Scott having wrapped up the championship at the bend? Um, yeah, it's a good, good question. Look, um, from a, from a personal, from an engineering point of view, um, I, get, I don't really think it changes anything for us. Um, you know, you know, we, how do you say we go there, um, to, you know, we, we try to make basically the fastest race car that we possibly can at the, whatever circuit we're at. Um, and then try to strategize ourselves and make sure that we're there, um, you know, the car's in the number one position at the end of the day. But, look, I can probably see certainly from a driving perspective um, that when you're making those, you know, um, oh, I guess you could say 50-50 calls or whatever that might, might be, that, um, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a championship in the back of your mind, you might, you might take a – try a move that you might not otherwise have tried if it means um, – you know, if it means winning, winning the race and, um, you know, whereas if you had, oh, look, I could come second or I could, you know, I could not do the move and, but I'll, I'll win the driver's championship, you know, that might cross their mind. So I think to me personally, um, it makes very little difference. Um, of course I'd much prefer that we're going to Bathurst, um, with (laughs) still in having a shot at the driver's championship, but that's not to be. Um, but from a driver's perspective, I can see that it might, um, might have a slight different, uh, a different sort of, um, impact on those guys when they're out there, um, making those sort of, you know, those, those decisions. Now, of course, um, while you're going there to make uh, the fastest car, uh, on the mountain, um, the one thing that we really should uh, give some thoughts to is uh, how much faster have you made the car in the last year? Uh, we saw threes last year, um, and uh, do you think you know we're going to see seconds cut off that uh, fastest lap qualifying all race? Um, look, I think we, we did at the start of this year. We have dropped um, some aerodynamic performance. Um, you know, and that was one of the things that we did was, was drop the overall downforce of the cars. So I don't expect, you know, and, and, and it's, it's very, um, you know, the, the conditions on the day, um, will have a big impact on, on the sort of, on the time, whether it's, whether it's a cooler circuit or a, or a hotter circuit, um, those sort of things and just the general condition of the circuit um, in general. So I, I'm not not necessarily expecting to see times um, as, as quick as last year. We have, yeah, dropped some downforce. We've um, dropped a bit of drag as well. Um, so, you know, we'll probably be slightly quicker down the straight, but but in, in qualifying, most cars will, will hit the rev limiter anyway. Um, so there's a cap on sort of how how quick you'll um how quick you'll actually go in terms of your top speed um but yeah so i think i think last year the mustang was uh, an exceptional car there um but i'm not sure that we'll see those same times this year all right well regardless of any of those sort of things happening i'm sure that myself and many other people will uh, enjoy seeing the last ever factory holding team race on the mountain i'm sure that uh, you'll be looking forward to uh, Gen 3 and what comes with that beyond. You probably know already what comes, but you can tell us that in the future. Um, David, I uh, hope you and Triple Eight and Dado and Chippy and a whole lot of you have a 
a great time on the mountain. It's a wonderful race, and I know tens of thousands, maybe millions, will be enjoying every moment of what you put on the track and your driver takes out there to, uh, to uh, set a time. So thanks for joining us on Inside Supercars. David Couchy, race engineer on Car 88. Thank you again. No problem, guys. Thanks for that. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be out there giving it a red hot go for everyone. See you later. We'll be watching. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.